3: This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast, and we are in West London. We're in the heart of Tinderland, actually. We're sitting here in the Cross Keys pub. Myself and the characters, we've been chilling out here. We've seen a a, a lovely woman just sitting here for about half an hour. And, um, well, she's been sitting here on her own. And uh, we're just thinking, oh, okay, she's sitting down there just pontificating and characters just turned up and he's late for his date and obviously the sort of the Tinder app obviously sort of froze in the process and then all of a sudden it's like it's amazing because if technology goes wrong if Twitter goes down people go into sort of hyper mode you notice when WhatsApp goes down people go absolutely mental it's like oh my god WhatsApp's been down for 15 minutes but Tinder obviously went down for about half an hour today and they didn't quite meet up with each other but now the meet has taken place and they have moved tables away from us because they've obviously <laughs> noticed <laughs>
0: us ugly. Uh, what it's, it's, was going it's, it's,
3: on? It's, it's three things we need to mention here is
5: one, we could ruin it. <laughs> um, two, we should have invited her on because she was using you know an, half an hour she could have contributed something yeah and free he's, he's
3: punching way above his weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's three points there anyway and we like i said we've gone off kilter, but we like to go off kilter because like you know on the on the wednesdays on the days where things go horribly wrong and things went horribly wrong last night so we've like to think
0: of other things don't we Matt? yeah um and um we will obviously be giving you date updates as the podcast yeah. goes on they've just clinked drinks Drinking clinking
3: going on as well, um, which is all good. Listen, I'm Billy Grant, and like I said to you, I'm coming to you from the Cross Keys Cubs with my mates here. The Cross Keys is in Hammersmith, and we walk, I walked in here today again, right? We, we, we broadcast here from broadcast. You know what I'm That sounds so official, does not it? We broadcast here from quite a lot, and uh, we walked in today, and, I, and we thought, actually, we really like, really like this pub, and the reason why, it's a proper, proper, proper... It's a Tinder pub yeah it's a tinder pub as well but it's a proper backstreet boozer as well isn't it it's a proper boozer where as you go you go there you meet there's characters at the bar that we see here all the time oh, really they know. they meet up they meet up they sit down there they have a bit of a laugh they chill out you know and it's just one of those things where you sort of think this is the kind of boozer where if your house was like two or three or five minutes down the road you'd love to you just pop in there you speak you know, all the bar people know you all the people around the bar know you it's one of those pubs it's an absolutely wicked pub in black lion lane in Stamford Brook, the old cross keys.
5: It's the it's the kind of pub that you would have a date if you were married. So you like you probably no chance of being found in here, so I
3: reckon there's something dodgy going on. There's a massive presumption there from yourself, Laney. I mean, other people might just start to come here because they they like the the, the, the local feel that they get. And they also feel much more comfortable as opposed to going somewhere else, which may have a disco lights and all that
0: kind of stuff. The landlord, isn't it? Yeah, it's very it's very it's very local. Um, there's um, as you say. The, you you the, said you you said you love this pub. I I, mean, I do really like this pub because we we go to quite a lot of pubs. A lot of the pubs we go to are quite big pubs. There's quite a few of them on sort of high streets, whether that be Chiswick or or whatever, and, and I like this pub, it's sort of tucked around the back, and um, like you say, it's a it's a proper locals pub, everyone seems to sort of know each other, and they're, I mean, I, I, They even know us now, they, don't they? They were actually talking about sex when I came in, um, the locals, there was some dis- discussion about, about sex, and um, and they, they seemed quite happy talking about that sort of thing, you know? and, and they reeled you into
3: the conversation, from what I understand.
0: I, I, I ducked out of it. Talking about a local Phil,
5: um, he's... Probably hoping he gets a bit of a. Anyway, oh, we will oh, move
3: oh, on for that one. Anyway, yeah. so, so listen, 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 Indeed, <laughs> listen. So look, look, we've had a two games um, where we've not taken <laughs> nearly enough point from the two games at the weekend. We played Cardiff at the weekend. We went down to Cardiff. Um, we took my car for the first time in a million years, actually, which was, uh, it was a bit of a laugh. We had a bit of a rum party on the car and said so the rum cast um, character. As well, you know, which was a jazz. When the rum cast character, he came up with all sorts of wine. He popped it out of his bag and we were drinking rum all the way down to Cardiff, which was very, very nice indeed. So that was all good. Went to Cardiff, didn't quite get the result there, but the rum was lovely. And then Burton came to us on Tuesday night and things didn't go according to plan. Now, the thing about it is that one of the problems that Brentford have, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, is Burton came and they parked the bus. They absolutely parked the bus, didn't they? And uh, I've got my mates in the house here, and I'm going to introduce them because the thing is that we have a problem at Brentford with teams coming and parking the bus. Laney. I've got Laney Man in the house here. How are you doing, Laney? Parking the bus is an issue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it it
5: is me. I am here. I'm back from Cyprus. Um, Parking the bus is a problem. Brentford have struggled with this for a long time. A lot of people, a lot of clubs... Struggle with it as well. You know, it's not. It's not just. It's not just like teams like Brentford that struggle with this. It's teams like Chelsea when Man United want to part of the bus. If you do, if you don't want to attack, if you want to set yourself up to defend and not concede, it's it's quite easy to do. But it very rarely works. It very rarely ends in a win. It ends in a draw sometimes. We struggled last night because they Burton. We knew what were they were going to do. You know, they they know that they're in survival mode. So. So it, they didn't really throw anything that we didn't know was going to come at us. We just didn't, we couldn't, we, do, we couldn't provide or produce the moments of magic that really unlocked the game. Josef soon did, did a bit of it, but, you know, that was just one example in the 90 minutes where we really didn't produce enough. So, yeah, parking a bus is, is always a problem for Brentford. We, we, need,
3: we need someone that wants to play us at football, um, and not all teams want to do that. The yeah, odd, I mean, talk I mean, talking about parking the bus. I know uh, yesterday, I mean, the Burton came, like I said to you, and they were parking the bus. Um, but you had an incident where somebody was also parking their bus in and around your zone. Is that right?
0: Yeah, they, they parked it. They parked it on the driver's door. Um, it wasn't a bus; it was a truck. Um, little little traffic incident, shall we say? on the um on the way to the ground. Um obviously I don't want to say too much. Don't want to prejudice the outcome of any um, future Court cases. Court cases or <laughs> yeah. so um but yeah, obviously, you know, it was um it was a it was a very stressful um, evening getting to the game yesterday. Um, and um, wasn't wasn't a whole lot of fun. Um and um, and then and then there was the game of course which um, made me think I, I, I might as well have there's an argument I should have just turned around after I'm um, getting hit hit by this truck. Um, but as um, as so essentially as um, as Lou pointed out earlier, and I and I I have to give Lou some credit for this. Um, firstly, I got done by a truck, and then Brentford got done by a park bus. Ah, indeed.
3: So basically, you got uh, so the truck parked into you, and then Brentford got done parking their bus truck as well. Park. Yeah. Oh, well, not we did, but Burton parked their bus on us as well, which is a uh, quite bad actually. But anyway, listen, but. A question though talk about parking parking your buses or parking your cars or parking at football matches um have there been any unusual situations uh, where you've parked and you've parked in an unusual place and think you've got away with it
5: Laney several mate you know you, you know us we've we've been there seen it done it for, for too long the, I, I remember parking my right so I bought a, a Beetle Volkswagen Beetle yes and it, was, it, was, it wasn't new, obviously. But the first trip I took this beetle on was um, Bristol Rovers away. First, I think it was first game of the season at Eastfield. Um, and we set off on a Friday night. We were going to have a night out in, Br- in Bristol with a few of my mates. Um, we got as far as the Newbury services and there was smoke billowing out of this thing. The engine had blown. Whoever, it, whoever I bought it off of had sold me like a proper duffer. Um, so I ended up we ended up sleeping the night in a service station. Um, we parked there for the night and we had to we limped down to Bristol Rovers. We won, I think we won, and then we had to get out of the game early because there were Bristol Rovers fans climbing up into the stand that we were in and it was a little bit feisty. So yeah, I also remember parking at Bournemouth in the freight rover trophy area semi Um, that was dodgy there was i was parked there and there was people running past with bricks and all kinds of bits of tree and that was that was a dodgy night so yeah parking i remember also parking at bristol city one year and we were chased through the park back to our park cars and railway siding so yeah so back in the day it was a little bit hairy
3: I'm just going to ask you because when we went to Cambridge, when we won the league that time, and I did that coach, which I was probably a little bit presumptuous because I bought like you know loads of bottles of champagne or bubbly on the coach, and I put it in the hold just in case we might have won the league. And then we got to Cambridge and we won the league, and then we came out and I went, like, "Hey, look, everyone, I've got lots of bubbly," and everyone's very happy. But if we hadn't, it would have been a bit embarrassing. But if I remember rightly, didn't we just park literally the coach in the middle of the field? Yeah, no, no it, was, it was in
5: the middle of it was in the middle of a field, and I, I, I have. People were, yeah, I have I have, I have visions of people doing all kinds of things they shouldn't have done in the middle of the field. Straw hats, remember their straw, straw hats? hats? I don't remember anything from the trip back, from I'm honest with you, because of the whatever was in the
3: hold. The Allard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, any sort of strange parking experiences of yourself? Let's just put aside on Tuesday, because like I said, we don't want to prejudice your case, yeah. other than that.
0: So, um, I'm thinking back some time ago, um, it was... Um, uh, the Anglo-Italian Cup was it the southern final second leg at Derby County um, I had decided I, for some reason I was driving to that game it might have been a work thing but I was going to stay stay somewhere or maybe I stayed in Stoke or something I was going to the Wolves game the following weekend I was doing a little trip finding a bit of the country so anyway went to the Derby game parked park my car up um, and um, I remember coming out of the ground um, I suspect the police showed us The way I didn't come And I lost the car Um, I had no idea Where the car was Um, I think My my, my vague recollection was Was I knew the name Of the road Um, And I I Remember being in a uh, Because basically I remember finding An open petrol station In Derby And looking through a derby A to Z to work out where I parked my car, um, and and I, and in the end I did find it later on later on that evening. But I definitely spent a good a good hour or two trying to trying to, trying to work out where it was. Um, and then and then very recently I, I went to um, I went down to Portsmouth um, to watch fr- Family Friend play to watch Ollie, Ollie Hawkins play and um, Family I suppose really and um, and I, I parked the car at Portsmouth and I parked on the curb. And I, I was sort of walking away from the car, thinking, "Can you park on the curb?" Because I've actually had my car towed for parking on the car in London before, um, because you can't park on the car in London. You can't curb. park on the curb in London, but you can in other places. Anyway, so I thought I'd better Google it. So I Googled parking um, at around Fratton Park, Ports, and what came up was a recent news story that actually. Um, Actually, the, the, the parking inspectors wouldn't wouldn't ticket any car during a Portsmouth game because of the abuse they get from Portsmouth fans. So basically, you can do what you fucking want.
3: <laughs> I'm I'll, I'm
5: interviewed Paul Parker once.
3: Yeah, and what did Paul? Oh, uh, Yeah, Paul. That's right, Paul, Paul Parker. Indeed, you did. Yeah, about never But, yeah, but back, no more to be said. That. Uh, what I'll say to you is about Paul Parker and parking. We've got quite a few stories about parking in and around Luton. Um, there's one one place like I said to you. We went to is. Uh, Lear Luton, just at junction 12 of the M1 Toddington. All you Northampton bees and everyone like that, you know this stop because, like, you know, it's on your way back home. Toddington, we always used to um, stop off at Toddington and stop off at the sow and pigs pub in Toddington for some ridiculous reason. I don't, I've got no re- no no excuse why, no reason why we used to sort of stop off at the sow and pigs. And um, I remember we walked in there one time, we were playing Luton the Cup. And everyone said, everyone, Sam and Pigs. So for some ridiculous reason, everyone got down to Sam Peaks. Pigs. The trains weren't even walking. Because at well, that time, I think I took a train. But other people drove. They parked up there. And I had to go to the Leighton buses because the trains weren't working. We come across there. Um, um uh uh, Fleet John is listening as well, Leighton Buzzard Massive, you know all about that. So you've gone across from Leighton Buzzard across to the Sound Pigs in Toddington. And remember we walked into the Sound Pigs in Toddington, it was just full of Brentford fans. You know, it's not even really that near to Luton, but it was like full. Like there must have been about sort of thirty, thirty or forty of us inside there. And we walked inside this pub and we looked around and realised this pub is actually quite bizarre and we called it the I can see Dead People Pub. Because if you've ever seen the movie Six Sense, there was like this kid kid inside there and it was like really all that,
4: woo,
3: it had a really kind of strange vibe to it as well. And
5: It was like a blanket or a. it was like you had to kind of, you went through the, the, the door of the pub and it was like you had to kind of get a peek big, huge bit of cloth out the way. It was almost like a the shroud. There's strange
3: ornaments and everything oh, yeah. like that, and it's all a bit musty and dusty. And it was just really—it looked like if you'd gone out at night, it would have been haunted. You think this place is definitely haunted.
0: It's a bit like that pub, that pub in Ipswich. What's that yeah, one called? Yeah, yeah a bit like the, that. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, the yeah. Saint Anne's or I can't remember what it was. The the, the real ale pub, which yeah. is kind of like quite yeah. musty and dusty yeah. and sawdust on the floor. It was, wasn't quite like that because that that feels like that was that, that was, was made. is intentional. To, it's intentional. Right. This place was not intentional at all. They. Felt This is the right thing to do. The Samhain Pigs in Toddington. And needless to say, we looked it up just now and it's closed down. So um, maybe this, uh, the ghost of the and Pigs has come up and it scared the locals away and everything like that. Other thing we used to do as well, talking about Luton, we used to um, not go into Luton because Luton wasn't the best place to drink. So we used to go to Harpenden, which is like quite a posh park just outside Luton, where all the football players used to live as well. We used to go to the, I think it was the Silver Cup in Harpenden, park up there, and I think we used to get a, a taxi into to the ground as you used to do. Is
5: that right? Yeah, we used to get some sort of carriage. Yeah, because, yeah no, we, we did that. We, you, you, you know, we, we choose not to drink in Luton. It was just why would you? You know, it's just um, Luton's not a not a pretty place, is it? So uh, nice, you know, part of your football day out is to to find a nice boozer, and you get outside of London and you get into sort of like Hertfordshire. You wanna, you wanna if you can have a nice little country pub and that, that the um what was it the silver cup
3: silver
5: cup well i, I actually can see us a lot a lot of us stood outside in the beer garden um and then yeah you
3: said getting getting cabs in there so uh hopefully we'll never play luton again <laughs>
6: no, no no
1: indeed
3: uh, talking about sort of strange places to part i think probably one of my biggest fluffs is uh the south africa 2012 world cup 2010 world cup in South Africa, I think it was 2010, wasn't it? In South Africa, which was an absolutely teething, tremendous World Cup, absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, in you know, listen, forget about the football. You know, it's not about the football. You're a Brentford fan, so it's not about the football. So by that time, England had got knocked out and they'd gone home. But I decided to stay on for a week or so, and I had tickets for the Uruguay, Uruguay versus Ghana game which is fantastic so I've got my car and we've got all my mates I've got Ralph Brown, um, the old character Ralph Brown, the Brighton fan and the actor as well we are all out there having a bit of a laugh and we got to the stadium and we, for some ridiculous reason we decided to just put our car down outside the stadium because it was just a great place to park we put our car down outside the stadium we went into the ground um, and then when we came back out of course our car was gone because we had parked in the sort of no-go zone And so we had to end up going downtown, get a taxi downtown to uh, Johannesburg, and to get our car released because, like I said, you don't think about it because at the end of the day we just thought was right.
5: Free, free, free free my car.
3: (laughs) That's what we said to them, and in the end we did do so. I mean, (laughs) it was uh, it was a bit it was a major major fluff because you never do it here, but we thought. (laughs) Free, free. Free Billy's car and then they freed my car after I had given them lots and lots of uh a South African rand, I think it was is the rand, yeah, they'd been randed right up anyway. We're going to round it right up. We're going to round it right up as we first sort of move on. on. First, first date update, actually. The first date update. There's a second drink and there's a lot of chat going on. Actually, actually, it seems like it's going in one direction at the moment now. The bloke is waving his hand and sort of kind of pointing in one direction. And she's just looking lovingly into his eyes. But anyway, we'll come back onto this a little <laughs> bit later. This is the decided Pride of West London podcast. And we're going to talk about... The matches at the weekend, Saturday we played Cardiff City and Tuesday we played Burton and we didn't get as many points as we'd like to, we got one point out of six which is not good enough as far as we're concerned but forget about what we say, go listen to the fans and hear what they had to say in the pubs, on the terraces, in the streets and wherever else after the game. (laughs)
0: You know, we we sort of have this Warnock Itus, I suppose you could call it, where um, you know we we struggling against Warnock teams. I, I I'm sort of taking this out of, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure that's the way that's the way the the results in recent years have been. Um, I, I I you know I it was one of, it was a weird game because I kind of thought that I can't really complain about Cardiff winning two nil because they because they basically took their chances and won. Um, but I I also think if we'd have won two nil, I don't really think Cardiff could have complained about that I think I'm sure on, on the balance of play we probably had more chances um, we probably had two really good chances Um you know, and then some half chances. Cardiff had a, a mixture of half chances. Um, I, I, I just think it's one of those games. I just you, the, the only thing you got to hope is that this isn't the beginning of another one of them runs where the where the, the sort of the confidence dips. I, I think what I did like about today is the Mope, I mean, he, he missed a howler. Um, you're going to see this on Channel Five and on Twitter and everywhere. And on Twitter and everywhere, you will not be able to avoid this. Um, there's various theories as to what happened, but, but nevertheless, I, I genuinely think he, he he placed the ball where he meant to place it just happened that wasn't in the goal God knows why but moving, moving on from that second half Malpeng came out and he really came out on fire well, he, had two, he had two chances yeah going yeah early on, yeah, really. yeah. And, and, and to be fair to him the easiest thing for him to, to have, would have been to have you know literally trapped the ball look up and laid it rather than rather than shot and he had a go and both of them were tight were close and he and he just didn't they, they didn't come off for him it could have been a really different tale if one of them had come off for him um, so you know fair, fair play to him I'm, I'm, I'm not going to write him off because of that there's something about him and, um, and you know I possibly we need to look at Bieber for the, for the, for the short term future but I, I think we need to keep him involved and I, I, I wouldn't want to write him off and, and I think there'll be a lot of Brentford supporters that weren't here today that will write him off um, but I think most of the ones here will really appreciate the way he came out in the second half so no scapegoats we came out as,
7: as your friend there just said, we took our half chances, You know, well-taken goal from Raouls, but the game could have been 2-2, 2-0 to you. It's it, luck of the draw sometimes, but as I said, we are a tough side to break down. Warnock knows what he's doing. Morrison looked shaky today, which was unusual for him, but we ground it out, as we always do, and we're still third in the table, which is great for us, but there's no doubt in my mind that. You'll have a good season from where you go, as long as you don't hit one of these bad patches. You said yesterday at the start of the season you'd speak to other fans of places you'd been, and they'd say, "I can't believe we won today because you were the better side." And arguably on paper today you were the better side, but not even on paper on the pitch. I thought, we were... well, yeah, on both. I, I, I think you had seventy-one percent possession in the first half, and we went in at the break, you know, winning. So that's, that says everything, really. And you... no, but what it says is that you took your chances. It does. It does. And that's what we do. What's positive for me as a Cardiff fan is looking is we're without our two main strike threats today in Zahor and Mendes-Lang and we still somehow ground out a victory. When when they put the team sheets on Twitter and Facebook, Cardiff fans were losing their minds. They saw Liam Feeney and Manga playing right back and thought what is going on here? The way the season's going, you never know. I'm not sure Cardiff will be top two, but I think we'll be top six or seven. And if you pick up that form that you were just on before today... We might well see you at Wembley. I'm I not sure I'm looking forward to that, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> well... Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened.
2: Such a shame about the result. Um, those lads out there, they really fought. They tried. But luck was just not on our side. We obviously had them all pay miss at the beginning, which was so frustrating. We had a goal uh, cleared off the line after the keeper had saved it and then let it went, let it go out again. Um, but, you know, the boys pushed and pushed. Um, I was really impressed with Canos who came on the second half. It was, it was really... It was,
3: we used the word potty for it. But he was really potty for it, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah, he was well up for it. He did some really lovely flicks over the defence. Um, his passing was really he really was trying. Um he was literally up there trying to get the ball. I just wish, wish we'd just got a goal. I think if we'd have got a goal and it got to two one we could have turned that around easy because we've we played proper football.
3: No, we'll bounce back, we'll be burned on Tuesday and we'll oh, 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 yeah, oh it's a bold oh, bold statement. It's a bold statement. But we'll... We'll win. That's what we need at this time, don't we? We do. We need to get Sergi back up front. Let's start with eBay on Tuesday, bring more pay on a bit later on. I think he's a good impact sub as Kribe's hope is coming on as a sub he did nothing today apart from us off at the end
1: the way that our team played today was absolutely phenomenal um, a little bit leaky at the back but apart from that midfield played really well uh, strikers up top making all the runs into the channels I think the style of football that we play at the moment is the right style we've seen a little bit more luck um, to be fair, everything that we saw today was absolutely phenomenal. I'm proud to be a B. Come on you, race. Um, this should have been our bounce-back game uh, after a, a disappointing form to Cardiff. You thought, and no disrespect, as you said to Burton, but if we are where we are, we're going to be having to do better than we are against teams like Burton. Uh, they were very uh, negative in the first half. Uh, and we just didn't really seem to be able to find a way of breaking them down. Second half, we, we started off playing with a bit more pace. Uh, obviously, an injection of speed had been ordered into the team, but really, uh, once we got that goal, we then seemed to almost sit back and invite them on to play, and Burton got theirs, and that was it. We never really looked like we were ever going to get a second. It's disappointing because we, again, we, we had that great run, we lost we lost at Cardiff through you know uh, difficulties we have got to get together and at Griffin Park we've got to make Griffin Park a fortress and get results I'm really disappointed with tonight it's difficult when
3: teams put players behind the ball and you break them down slowly but uh, I think the mistake we made we made some changes which was great when, when Frick Gung Ho got the goal and that should have been the breakthrough to change the game and instead we sat back again and the changes are made there was holes in the middle we didn't seem to know what formation we were playing and we didn't press and at the end we, we fell to the old
4: sucker punch. And only one team went for it at the end and I don't think it was us.
1: How did we play so
4: well previously? And then I mean they played well on Saturday, didn't?
2: I wasn't there but from what I heard. And then they just it's just I don't know what was going on. There's just listlessness. List, list. well, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe he should try a different starting lineup next time, I don't know, mix it up a bit.
1: Top of the table and throwing away a winning position. And we've, more than any other club in this division, we throw away winning positions. That's why we've got so many draws. We've, got, we've just got to close games out. It's just... It's silly, you know. You can't allow teams like that back in it. They have no right getting anywhere in their back, you know. what has to be one of our worst performances of the season. We were slow, we were pedestrian. We should have been quick and at them, and we were the complete opposite to that. And... It's it just a frustrating night all round to watch. You know, you just... I, th- I, think, I think Smith tried to, for a, cha- for a change, tried to change things early and uh, I'm not sure he quite got the subs right. All season I've watched us and watched what beautiful football we played and how we passed it around, we passed it reasonably quick and stuff, don't we? We're complete opposite today and uh, it's difficult with your finger on total but it's just a frustrating night to sit there and watch and or stand there and watch and... I haven't really got much more to say, but I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded.
0: We don't have a right to win at home, and we've not been particularly great at home for the last year and a half or so. Uh, we could see this coming because what do we actually get? give their keeper to do over the 90 minutes? There wasn't enough. Sawyers looked really tired. There, was, there wasn't enough creativity in the middle. Um, the wind was whipping in. I don't know if that affected the goal. We d- we just didn't we look. I mean, Burton played on Saturday, uh, sorry, at, at same as us. But we looked like we looked like Burton had, had an extra week's rest. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's it's it was the right result. We, we weren't robbed. We we mugged ourselves off.
5: There wasn't an extra dynamic to us tonight. Um, we were fairly predictable, I'd say. Um, I thought FloJo um, wasn't up to his. You know, the last few weeks he's been really, really good. Um, no one's really taking players on in that in that final third of the game.
3: Um, third can I try to Can try a to? A bit,
5: but they, they try and get it in. They try and whip a cross in and and, and I hope someone's going to be in on the end of it. There's no one really, no one really dribbling and. It's not like, I wouldn't call it traditional wing play going on where someone like does a mazy run and then they, they win through and they get they, they create a chance for themselves. It's all about passing and, and creating chances for someone else. Sometimes you need a bit of individual brilliance and that, that did come from the Flojo free kick but that was from a dead ball situation. I, I, sometimes I expect a little bit more from our attacking players out wide, cutting in, carving out opportunities for themselves. You know, I, I feel a bit sorry for Morpé, he didn't get a sniff tonight. Um, he, he didn't do anything particularly wrong, but you know, he wasn't getting any service again. So, you know, we weren't, we weren't clicking on many levels tonight. We didn't do a lot wrong, but we
3: didn't do enough right. You heard from the fans there, it was, um, could have been better. People weren't overly joyous about, well, Saturday or Tuesday. It's interestingly because people were actually more upset about Tuesday than they were about Saturday because Saturday we played all right and it could have gone either way, but we fluffed it. Cardiff took their chances, we didn't take our chances and they won 2-0. But if Malpay, who we'll talk about in a minute, actually scored his goal it could have been a different scenario altogether but Tuesday oh my god that was just just, that was just a disaster really because Burton didn't really come with anything and we should have put them to bed and we really didn't do so we were gutted about that and we were unhappy Um, but it's interesting because there's some people that are actually happier than we are in this pub at the moment now there's chortling and there's laughing isn't there it's guffaw it was a it was a shared
5: moment there. Definitely, first shared moment we've witnessed yep. is um, obviously first date, first date blind date going on. And um, yeah, she she was very very appreciative of his comment. There. It, was, it was it was a joke, it was a joke.
3: Can you can you guess maybe what the content of that
5: joke was? I think that she was talking about Neil Morpay at um, Cardiff, <laughs> and
3: um, she just like just burst out laughing.
5: I think I think that was. Yeah, the I think
0: I, it. He, got, he I saw he had his phone out, didn't he? And he yeah, was he just, yeah.
3: no, I, I didn't think. I thought he didn't. I think. He he actually kind of actually just talked her through the action. So he got, he got up and he just sort of kind of kicked and then he sort of like went in a different place than he was actually Spasm. his foot. Spasm. So, yeah. Indeed. But anyway, so, so coming back to that, look. Um, Cardiff. We've listened to what the fans had to say. Um, there's not a lot to be said about that game because it really did hinge around one moment which went viral on the internet. Neil Morpé. He was in front of goal. He should have scored. He didn't score. But this isn't the sort of typical he didn't score scenario. Because this was a really bad didn't score scenario. If you have not seen this, I don't know what kind of ostrich you are with your head in the sand for the last few days because this has been all over everywhere you know on football football on five you know football on five are absolutely coating Brentford for this Colin Murray was loving this one and he replayed it you know if you look on the internet it was being retweeted everywhere sort of hundreds of thousands of times unfortunately Neil Morpay has been taking a bit of a coating for this one but hey ho professional football and that's what happens it wasn't the best miss in the world was it
0: the Allard. It was very it was bizarre because because i was we we were right, we were right in line behind him, so we i I could see him lining up and um, and I confirmed this with the guy directly behind me, maybe it was our exact angle, but he actually shaped never to shoot in the goal he shaped to shoot wide now. I, there was some suggestion from Warnock that you know he was sort of maybe trying to fake something we could, uh, Warnock something about his eyes I don't even know what he's talking about but but I he I knew before he kicked it it was going wide because that's where he was aiming um that's what I can tell you that I saw I can't begin to tell you why I think that was the case um yeah and and I mean
3: and we we'll just say that Malpai he he got he's he, he is he's got it in the head, hasn't he? I mean he's got it quite quite badly all around the internet. People are saying your career's over, you're finished, uh, terrible player. I mean they. Really, they don't, they don't know anything about him. The fact that he's only been in this country for sort of two or three months, and uh, there's also quite interesting sort of uh, conversations going on on the sort of Twitter timeline, um, sort of Facebook, and just in general. You know, what I'm saying in the pub and everything like that with with, with, with Malpay as well. And the interesting conversation was, um, I think it stemmed from a fact Broadcast Moose, as he calls himself, or Moose from Talk Sport, who who put a tweet out, and the tweet basically tagged in and if you don't do social media or twitter basically you can actually tag a player in which by putting an app before them which means that they actually see what your comment was and in effect he said that you know Neil more he missed an absolutely horrendous chance and even i could have scored that you know and he said something about i'll go down the training ground and i'll have a word with them about it and a lot of people took an umbrage to that they weren't very happy with that they thought manners wasn't in effect because Broadcast Moose who goes around and tells everybody that he's their friend I'm the friend of all these famous people goes in and he's kind of like you know basically put the dagger in the heart of something when everyone knows Maupay had a really bad miss so you don't really need to but the question that we put out there is that do you really on social media when you get scenarios need this need to tag in players because um, you know do, you, do they really need to know this do they need to be tagged in
5: I think, I think back in the day it wouldn't have made any, made any you know, relevance at all. It wouldn't have been a fairly insignificant comment. But the thing is that you know social media and Twitter and Facebook is, is so prevalent and it's so a, a central part of people's PR and their lives and, their, and, and the way they express themselves that it really was like rubbing his nose in it you know Morpay. you know it's like really rubbing his nose in dog shit he he didn't need to he didn't need someone with twenty thirty thousand followers to, to 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 ridicule him like that and it it was a ridicule to to comment about the miss is fine but I think the the the, the adding in of the individual was like it was it was needless it he should he shouldn't have really done it um Maupay, Maupay doesn't need to be reminded of you know of what he did and, and, and what, what what he did was kind of miss on a on a on a huge scale and you know I'm tr- I'm trying to find a way that finds a, finds a way that the player is not defined by that so for anyone that doesn't know Brentford intimately they'll always remember Neil Morpé for that miss now he needs to now prove that he's a better player than that and that, that's down to him and I, I'm I'm really glad that thing Smith played started him on, on Tuesday night didn't work out for him he didn't get any service whatsoever so um, he, he didn't he didn't sort of rectify it with a goal but from what I've seen of Neil Morpé, you know he's 21 year old he's represented France at every level bar full cap he was Saint Etienne's young player of the year last year we have we have grabs one of Europe's really promising young prospects there let's not be let's not be arseholes and write him off. Let's give him a proper chance. Yeah,
3: he, he missed a howler, a howler, but you know he's, he's he he will live on. Let's, let's go back to let's, let's go back to tagging players in though. I'm going to say to you because this comes back to the social media world. You know, some people say if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So at the end of the day, is that if you notice, there's certain players like, for example, Jake Bidwell. Jake Bidwell has never been on social media. So like when he kind of did that, you know, when Hotter took him out um, last season. You know, Hotter took him out, and uh, but Jake Bidwell was just like kind of whatever. And people came and abused, but he wasn't actually bought into it. So at the end of the day, is that if you want the uh, plaudits? And I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here. If you want the plaudits here and you're going out there and people say to you, you're a fantastic player. And this is what Broadcast Moose has gone out and he said this his argument is people turn around to you and they give you the plaudits and say, you're a fantastic player. I think you're really great. And they put you on social media. On the flip side of it, if something else goes horribly wrong, then also you should be able to take that. Do you agree with that, the mallard? The mallard. The mallard. Sorry, we say the mallard because there was a mallard above our head here, a stuffed mallard, but somebody's stolen,
0: apparently. Mm. Um. Uh, yes, you, i can vaguely get that in some respects if if a player is maybe very bullshy in social media and um and actually is doing the same sort of thing himself um i don't think there's much evidence of of that um for mo you know social media i i don't look I, do you know, do you know what i don't actually i choose not to follow players on social media it's just something I, I, I'm not that interested in what they got to say because I generally think in, in most cases they're probably you know they're probably if, if you were a football club and you got any sense you're going to um, probably more or less tell them what they can and can't say on social media so I don't see the point of following them um, I wouldn't add players in um, to something like that I've occasionally added a few Brentford players in but they've generally been sort of light-hearted comments um, so I I I get that if, if somebody sort of gives it the same sort of stuff and th- th- then maybe there's a little bit in that um, but but I don't, I, I don't see that from Mopay um, I just think it's to be honest it's it's a I mean what an easy target for him to pick on ultimately um, lazy 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 journalism um, I don't really know who this bloke is I can't bear talk sport I don't listen to it um so I don't, I you know, I, I didn't even know he was somebody particularly famous. I've heard his name a few times, but no See, I, I think
5: did. I think it depends if you've got troll tendencies. You know, yeah. I, th- I think if I think you know, you, you place yourself in the centre of these uh, these arguments. It's about probably like you know, like shoehorning himself into this situation. What? Now, what, why would Neil Morpé want to take any advice off of him? Yeah, you know, I, I, so and but then
4: yeah,
3: and and you've seen there's a video of of the um, of of broadcast moose yeah, at Soccer course. AM, it's a missing...
5: and and he takes yeah. a penalty
0: and he misses it by a, a, an absolute mile. Um, he's not a, he's not a football player, so I don't suppose he lost too much sleep over that. But if if there was something that you know, if there was a story about him that was more associated to his. You know, professional life, um, and people started atting him, and he got offended by it. Then I'm afraid he's going to have to take it.
5: No, it's, it's in a similar way, you know. Like, so you place yourself in the middle of something you know that's going to trend. So Moose has gone. He knows that more is going to get talked about th- hundreds of thousands of times over a weekend. So he'll put. He'll. 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 Put himself in the in the centre of all this, and he'll yeah. get traction as well. And so, is it a narcissism thing? It's, it's a narcissism from Moose absolutely. And you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying that we've on Besotted have never added players into things, but I we're, think but we're, we're quite que- we're, we're quite careful no, when we add players it, in.
3: To it, be it, fair, actually, no,
5: absolutely. No, the, only, the only one I was going to say that we've ever probably we, 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 no we Tarky, I think we added in. When, when he was you know when he'd gone on strike Harley Dean we've not added in no. to, at, at no. all um, but he still did
3: come and yeah, no, ask no, a, a few course, questions of, of us even though he wasn't no, added in
5: but, but social media is about you should be able to speak about whatever you want but the minute you add someone in you're directly fronting them out we, we're it's within our rights to talk about whoever we want and we talk about them in our little environment to all our followers and we've got a lot of followers we you know approaching 9,000 followers so we've got our own community. We're talking about that subject within our community. The minute you add someone else into it, the person... Then you're dragging them into
3: it, and you're really attacking them. But what if? That's also the, the problem, is because that if you decide to do that, as we do quite a lot, like I said, we we don't add players in. I mean, recently we we added Marcondes in because we thought there was a very good documentary that he's part of. He's not a Brentford. It wasn't a. It wasn't gonna be anything controversial about it. and We just thought we'll just bring that into him and we add them in. There's a few other things as well, but in general we don't do that. But then sometimes what people can do, they bring it back in, and then. The conversation, they'll reply, and they'll at the player, and all of a sudden that, that player becomes part of that whole conversation. Yeah,
5: I, I, th- I think we you know we've had we've had several me- you know we've had several discussions over the last couple of years about you know what we do and what we don't do on social media, and you know you know if people people chuck shit at us, then whether we reply to it or whether we don't reply to it, whether we at people in or whether we don't at people in, really you know we're not on social media to have an argument or like, a twenty four seven. Like confrontation the whole time, so so basically, you know, and we're not we're not going to pretend that every Brentford player is our friend either. Some of them are, some of them aren't, you know. So 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 it's it's, it's really you need to have a kind of a fairly firm um, understanding of how you use social media. I think if if you're going to use it in a positive way, because otherwise it ends up being just a just a just a war, and and that that can't be right because we we need to get. You know the reason that Besotted is different is that we try and um, have conversation about things, and you can't have a conversation if you're just constantly having an argument because it's not about right point, right point, wrong point, right point, wrong point with us. It's about including everyone's opinions and then working out, trying to trying to evaluate what what is the, the what is the, the the correct outlook on things, and that, that, that you have to you have to um, absorb everyone's opinions to get that. So I think that's what we do. We're we're kind of inclusive, but we, we it's, it's it's the manners philosophy, Bill. To be honest with you, it, it stems back to that. You know, I'm not going to say Moose. I really enjoyed your program on Tuesday night. You know, I I tweet that, but I'm not going to say Moose. Your wife's having an affair. You know, what what what's the point in you know? That's just like why did you do that? You know, it's you don't rub people's noses in it. I, I don't see. I don't use social media like that.
3: And again, like I said to you, not sitting down there, again, this is all about opinions. This is, you know, personal opinions, ladies' opinion on Isle of Opinion. Different people use different things in different ways. And, you know, that's, that's the nature of the beast, as they say. Other people may use it in other ways. You're not saying that you'll go down there and you'll wag your finger and say you shouldn't do that. Personally there's certain things that we kind of wouldn't do and you sort of think that, well, would you kind of do that? One person, the thing that I just don't, I think is kind of like, and we say the same thing on the terraces as you do with social media. On the terraces, we think we come from an era where we made up songs, we sang songs, we, we sang songs that were unique and quite different and probably had a little bit of humour on them and uh, I think that if you're singing songs that have got a bit of humour on them it's quite good if you're singing songs that are just a little bit horrible and nasty well it's cool you know people do that but it's just not necessarily the same and they're normally quite generic you want to have a little bit of humour in it and it puts a bit of personality into you and you as fans as well same thing on social media as well it's very easy to be abusive to somebody if you're behind a keyboard no one can come up to you 98% of the time is that if you actually went up to that person you wouldn't say exactly that same thing but it's very easy behind a keyboard so you can go out there and you can be abusive to these players or Malpay, whoever it may be behind social media definitely 100% wouldn't do it and if somebody came up to you and said okay I'll tell you something I'll meet you at 5 o'clock on a Saturday uh, in a bar and you will have a conversation about that I come guarantee you 98% of those people would not turn up because they don't have that same conversational power face to face as they would do on social media so technically you should try and be a little bit cleverer because if you're cleverer and funnier on social people, and people call it burnt, sort of, they call it. But, you know, that's that's that is much better than the nasty, horrible kind of, you know, gritty, you know, attacking thing that, 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 that happens.
5: Yeah, but, I mean, but then, you know, there's some real hypocrites. There's there's people that on Twitter after the Morpay incident that were saying, you know, they, they, they said to Moose, you know, what a prick. That you've added someone in to a, 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 like a, a criticism piece, and then within two days, the same people are added in um, Josh McEachran for having a you know a, an injury problem and Yotta. For wasting his career at Birmingham, you know, like they've added the players in. They, so you know, you, you need to be consistent, you know. And I, I, we, I'm I not. That's not. To, that's not to say, you know, that we've not added players in. But normally, there's. You know, we think about the. We we try and think about the wider, the, the bigger picture, really, because you just don't want. You don't want to be rubbing. Pl- people's noses in it, unless they've really wronged you, and, and Tarky did, but most people haven't
3: So, I'm going to ask Chris, let's just come back to it and we put a little bit of light-heartedness on this now as well, um, Malpe in front of the goal, bang, back of the net, listen, that was a given, he looked at that and he thought, oh my god, I've got a goal here today I'm not going to be on six goals, I'm going to be on seven goals which is like, you know, as much as these, these players who are on forty grand a week and they've signed them for like £8 million or whatever it may be but it hasn't quite happened for him now I'm going to ask you guys: Is there been anything that you know, any situation you've been in where you've had something that you thought was in the bag, but in the end of the day you ended up missing out on?
5: Oh blimey! Um, apart from jobs that I've been for when I thought I absolutely had this one nailed and didn't get, I think anyone that's had a, you know a, a career probably joined you know you've had experiences that. Something that Brentford related that really does spring out to me was um, Huddersfield Um, when Bob Taylor blazed that shot over the bar. um, I think I think everyone. Well, there is a famous photograph which is in the 125 Years book where it shows half the away end jumping up and down and half the away end with their hands in their heads or their heads in their hands um, because they they've seen what he's done. So I think that. I think that was a, a moment where i I was actually personally celebrating a goal, and it wasn't, so I thought he could not miss from that position, but he did so yeah he he pulled he pulled the um the veritable uh,
0: the the bit of bit of poo out of the fire there yeah. the, the allies um I suppose I have to go to the um hm the o- the Oville playoff game um i I know we sort of came to that game in a bit of a weird way, but I just I thought it was in the bag um so much that we were going to a gig afterwards um we we're going to see Noah and the whale um afterwards and I was thinking it'd be a brilliant way to celebrate um you know I mean obviously I'd rather be drinking with you lot but but chirpy nevertheless rock. I with can dig rock. with some chirpy indie rock <laughs> and um you know and um and and I remember going. You know, the sort of getting the tube after the game, and it just, and it just didn't feel like how I expected it would feel. And then go into the gig, and um, and I think, I think maybe we both had Brentford colours on. And as we went into the gig, the bloke who's took him, taking the tickets off has said, "Oh, are you Brentford supporters?" And I detected a slight twang to his accent. And I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Oh, I'm a youngville supporter. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your night."
5: <laughs>
0: cheers. cheers cheers and, and for, for me
3: uh, and for me I'm, I'm gonna have to do a revelation and i don't know if uh, there's not many two people too many people have told about this actually um but it's quite bad um but um, one, one, one weekend, I went to Denmark for the weekend. It was a Copenhagen, actually, where our good friend Punz is. And I went to Copenhagen for the weekend, and I, I went there because I had a, a bit you of been a... he replaced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was being replaced, but not that time. And I was being... Um, I, have, I, I went there for a, a liaison... And I went there with, the liaison with a liaison uh, with a with a with a with a female a friend of mine. Problem. Yes, it was a, a liaison. Problem. Yeah, it was a, it was a lovely weekend. I was going to be having with a with a female fr- friend of mine that I, you know, we'd met. We're Friends. <laughs> so anyway, we had a we, we had a lovely night. We had some a bit of food, a bit of drink, and everything like that. And went to a nightclub, met some characters out there, and everything like that. And then then afterwards we went back, and you know, and things sort of proceeded to happen as they were. And 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 to be quite honest, with you, <laughs> and to be quite honest of you, uh, a follow that, and. I, it was actually a little bit too much because it was all good, but it was quite intense, you know what I'm saying and I went there for a nice weekend and it was very good, but the intensity was a, was a little bit too hardcore for me so <laughs> So the following morning I woke up in the morning and I thought actually I've got another day of this activity there's one or two things I could do and I, I, I looked at the fixtures and Brentford were playing but um, um, were playing um, Kingstonian. In the, FA, in the FA Cup Ron Nodes you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. sat down and I thought tell you something I can go through all of this again which is, which is lovely but it was quite intense <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> that for 24 hours of intensity you know or I could go to the Kingstonian FA Cup game and I just thought, trust, trust me, Kingston, the Cup game, we're going to win this game. And I went honest to you, it was like, I'm not sure if I could take this intensity anymore because there's there all sorts going on. I'll tell you something between sort of one in the morning and seven in the morning, there's all sorts going on that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think I could handle for, a, for another night. Yeah, I was scared, actually. I really was scared. So I ended up. Have you got a number? I, went, I, <laughs> I ended up booking a plane to get home. Uh, I looked at the pictures, booked a plane ticket home, and I remember as I did that, and I I just did the old, uh, actually, I just remembered, I've got um, an appointment or a meeting, and I just left, you know, and I remember going to the airport, and I met Dan Jackson, who listens to this podcast, and he can verify this, he saw me at the airport, and he said to me, hello, Bill, what are you doing, and he was out on a stag weekend, and he saw me, and I was going, I'm going back to the Kingstonian game, because of... Activity, right? I was saying, and so of course, I went back to London, went to the Kingstonian game. We got back there and we got beaten, I think it was at 1 0 or 3 1 or something ridiculous. So, we actually got knocked out of the FA Cup. So, if I was a little bit more resilient, I could have actually. <laughs> You know, so taken what, what out is this, ex- acti- this
5: activity, <laughs> this, act- this old activity. So I saw it anyway. So I saw John. So John Terry's mum was on. Um, no, no,
3: we yeah. won't talk about that anyway. So listen. But anyway, that that, that is my thing. But let's, let's, let's let's go back to the let's go back to the but let's, let's go back to <laughs> the let's, let's go back to let's go back to the classics, shall we? So anyway, look, Intense. listen. Yeah, as we um, listen as we said, the intensity, the yeah, in the, the intensity. So look, um, Dean Smith. To be fair, he, uh, he, he, he said that he f- it seemed that every free kick, throw on and corner seemed to take about a minute. So apparently Brentford actually, the ball was only in play for 54 minutes of that game. And Dean Smith actually said that if I had gone that game, I'd ask for my money back, or something like that. He just said it was a ridiculous game, and the ball was out so much, like, they managed to control the game, the ball was out. I mean, that was, that, that's not a great scenario. I mean, I didn't actually really notice that, to be
0: honest with you. It's probably the run, I, to be honest with you. Well, I, the only time I noticed when um, the ball... Um, when I thought the ball should have been thrown in quicker than it was was actually when we were one nil up, and I thought we should be pushing to get a second. As, as I know, it's a bit of a cliche, but um, probably the best way to defend a one nil um, win is to is to is to take a two nil lead. And and the, the ball went out. Um, Vibe v, 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 v was on his was it Vibe was on his own. One, one of the I think yeah, I'm sure Vibe was on his own. Um, and who if if whoever ran up to take the throw maybe it was Canos was on his own and Viva ran up if whoever of them had literally picked the ball up and taken the throw it would have been, would have been a, a, a one-on-one um, and they actually stopped because the player um, that, was, that, that was, would have been on the one-on-one had to come back and take the throw it was his turn to take the throw he was supposed to take the throw on that side um, and um, so I can blame that thirty seconds on, on purely on Brentford, and um, and actually not not trying to push for it. So I, I maybe agree with I maybe agree with Dean Smith, but I wouldn't say that Burton were all to blame for that.
3: No, it's not Burton. This is Cardiff. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So no, that's
0: fine. No, that's fine. But
3: that's another scenario. That's another scenario because it's one game back to back and different situations. But he just basically said that the ball was so out of play; it was ridiculous. He was just like there was no football happening. It was just all kind of like you know they control the game was being controlled by being out off the pitch
0: the whole time I'm still I'm still wish I'd have actually listened to the question you asked Bill rather than rather than reply about the Burton game Um but yeah I mean I I, I want to talk about the Burton game I don't want to talk about the Cardiff game okay right, there you go
5: the lady yeah, I don't give a fuck about either game, really. I want to know about what happened in this Denmark. So, intense, what does that mean?
3: Listen, listen. as Dean Smith says, the intensity... Brentford, Brentford play with a particular type of intensity, uh, and, and we didn't have the intensity in the Bergen game, especially in the first half, but actually we got it back in the second half, but we were like quite pedestrian in the first half, like I'm saying, um, as we were passing the ball around. But... Um, Also, one thing I would say to you is that Dean Smith, to be fair, I'm going to say to be fair to him, because at the end of the day, a lot of people want to slag him off and say, ah, this, that, the other. But to be fair, he put his hand up and said, made a mistake. Made a mistake in the Burton game. Um, I picked the wrong team. The players were... And we laughed about it in the post-match podcast. Remember what I said? Um, Maybe the players were tired. And we like, they can't be tired. He did say
5: that. There is a worry. I'm not... Again, once again, I'm not kind of like saying anyone's right or wrong, but... There is a, there's a real um, worrying tendency that we're only ever, we only ever seem to be two kind of less than brilliant results away from people in calamity mode. And we've been on a run of, we've been on a really decent unbeaten run. We have three wins on the way into the transfer, into the, sorry, I keep saying transfer, into the international window. Um, which put put us in contention, and and I think we, we we all hoped that we would sort of come out of the international break in the same vein, and that's not happened. And um, none of us are happy about it. But you know, we, we we're not going to be we, we're we really not in sacking manager mode, are we? Re- I mean, honestly, you know I, know, I know that there's always a you know, the, the stats show that he has runs of wins and then and then sort of like um, poor runs as well, but. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking. You know, he's only ever been involved in in sort of small operation, um, small small club teams. You know, it's, it's Walsall now, Brentford. So, you know, it's it's you know, it's, it's not like he's at Man United having these runs. He's <laughs> when he's got like billions of pounds to spend. He's he's where he is, and I, I, I got a feel You know, he, he, I think he suits us for the moment. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. No,
3: uh... So, yeah, so also, I mean, Flojo, I mean, Burton game as well. Flojo, wicked. Fl- uh, Florian Joseph Soon, if people don't know who Flojo is, um, but Flojo, absolutely fantastic free kick. Again, we talk about our free kick coach and people laughed about it, but our free kicks have been wicked in this season. We scored some absolutely and tremendous free kicks this season, and this was another one of those ones where Flojo's second goal of the season as well from a free kick, if I remember rightly, and this one he just like basically, goalkeeper didn't even move. Beautiful, beautiful key, free kick, free kick, curved it all the way into the corner, and it was a fantastic free kick. However, Afterwards, he, he licked it off and he dived into the dugout and, and he, he went for somebody in the dugout and we've got no idea who he went for. The allied, I mean, you were the closest to it. What, what's going on there? Can I just check? We are talking about the Burton game, right? Yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. He didn't score in the uh, in the, the Cardiff
0: game because no-one scored in the Cardiff game, not even Malpe. Um So who, who... Well, it was weird, wasn't it? He just sort of jumped in the dugout and congratulated somebody who I assume may have been the free-kick coach, um, but I don't know if he'd be sitting in the... The, the, be sitting in the dugout. Um, it wasn't I, Thomas Frank, was it? No. I, it wasn't Thomas Frank, no, because I did check that, and Thomas Frank was actually standing up, celebrating the goal. Um, I believe in the little, you know, squarey rectangular. Okay, it okay so it was a French. Is there anybody else for no, now? I because um, Barbe was on the pitch, so there's no one else French at the dugouts, was it um, No. Um, um, so I, I, I kind of thought about it. I thought who would, who else would take the? Fr- it wasn't obviously it wasn't Barbe because I thought. It could have been somebody that wasn't wasn't on the pitch or was on the pitch to let him take the free kick and, and he scored, but Balbay was on the pitch. So I thought maybe, I, I couldn't really come up with it. All I could think was maybe it was like, maybe it was the seat that Sam Saunders used to sit in when he warmed the bench many, many times and he went and sort of ran in there and sat on the Sam Saunders bench after scoring a great free kick.
5: Uh, Liber- Liberal Nick was in the dugout last night. He went straight over to Liberal Nick and he, and he kissed him on both cheeks for his... um. Just for his in intellectual insight into the game.
3: Okay. Well, we 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 we'll have we, to. We haven't really yeah, helped. Yeah we, this, yeah, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we haven't solved the issue as well. And we we're not quite sure if that is exactly the case. But John what we do do. mum. No. Um. And what we'll do is that we will tell you something. We'll try and see no. if we can get a little bit more insight into that. And if we can Good talk much. about it on next week's podcast, we will uh, we will let you know mm. as to who whether. Flojo was celebrating with about when he scored that goal because obviously he was very very happy. Um, any, oh, any Dutch any sorry oh, Dutch main, any Dutch any Dutch players no, and the other this, Dutch oh, music, BLN was on the pitch no. Oh, Vibe it's might be no, it's this, not Dutch this, no. This,
0: this <laughs> this. It's so, so far, French. So far, the last French. three minutes we've had him as French. Yep. <laughs> now we have established he's Dutch. Yeah. But now we're calling the Danes Dutch too. Brilliant, Bill. I'm loving yeah, yeah. this.
5: Sorry, <laughs> I've got to say, you've got you've got bittersweet symphony going on, which reminds me of just boring England matches.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, listen. This is not something we're going to go into. But at least they've qualified yet again. Six successive World Cup. Is it? Thank but anyway, hey, we won't even go in there. You know what I'm saying, where's Italy? Oh, see you later. Anyway. Listen, this is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. And tell you something, we may have to go for a walk in a little bit. Emiliano Marcondes. This is a player who's probably not very familiar with 99.9% of people in the UK. Even most Brentford fans probably don't know who he is. People who keep on touch on social media and Twitter, and that, you know, they've got an idea. But if you go to most Brentford fans and you say Emiliano Marcondes, they have no idea they have no idea that this player is actually coming to Brentford in January to join us. We signed him, so if you actually look on his profile on Soccer Base or any of these things, he's actually down as a Brentford player that he's signed and he joined us in the summer, but he's still playing for his Danish club, Northerland, and he will be playing for them until the 31st of December, and then he joins us on the 1st of December. He's been on fire this season for Northerland, They were top of the league, so they were above FC Copenhagen, they were above Bromby, they were above FC Michelin as well for a lot of this first half of the season. He scored 10 goals so far this first half of the season in the Danish um, Superliga, as it is. So he's been doing really well. And you know, it's interesting because we're trying to work out what kind of player he is. They seem to be playing him almost like a striker, but for me, what I can gather, he's more of a number 10. Scored 10 goals so far this season. The season's not even halfway through in the Danish Super League. And he's playing against some big, big sides. Now, if you've noticed, listen, if you go into besotted.com, we're going to write an article about this where we'll be able to link it. And we'll be able to tell you about all this stuff. But um, Mark on this he's got a documentary there's a documentary we talked about this probably about six or seven months ago about no probably at the beginning of the season about Morcondes signing for brentford this was a danish documentary which has come out but we haven't seen it so far And then all of a sudden it's popped up on somebody's uh facebook feed or twitter feed or something like that recently it's actually up on uh, youtube and we looked at that documentary and we tweeted it out a few days ago and we watched it and we thought this is a very, very interesting documentary. We Put it up on Facebook. So if you go to the Besotted Facebook page, just scroll down a little bit, you'll see the documentary there. We'll also put it up on besotted.com as well, the documentary there. And it's a really, really interesting insight into us trying to buy Marcondes or buying Marcondes in the end. And um, you get a lot of views from that. You know, the first thing I said to him is that he seems to be a very, very nice guy. He seems to be sort of a kind of level-headed guy as well. His agent... seems to be very level-headed so he's not one of these agents that you know they go out there and go let's go for the biggest deal let's go for the biggest deal because if you see on the documentary they got a deal in from Turkey apparently which is even bigger than what we offered them and they didn't go for it and also from what I can understand Bronby from this documentary as well they were going in for Brentford and they were really we were battling this documentary is about the battle between Brentford and Bronby who are probably the second biggest side in Denmark and uh, the battle between us and them to sign this player who's a Danish player and he's just like Bronby they want me they love me they're after me they've they've given me such a great offer and everything they've told me how I fit into their side but you know him coming to Brentford and how we had to convince him to come to Brentford as opposed to Bronby it's a really interesting documentary and it really shows Brentford in a completely different light and we talked about people like um, Martin Samuel who is the journalist who I don't even know. He's at the Mail. I think he probably still is at the Mail, um, Martin Samuel. I know Martin Samuel from years ago when he used to be the sidekick to Rob Shepherd. when I used to go to all the England games. And Martin Samuel used to work for Rob Shepherd before Rob Shepherd went to jail. And I used to talk to Martin Samuel all the time, you know, have a little bit of laugh. I haven't spoke to him for a couple of years. He's on quite a few videos from the World Cup in 2002 and, and all sorts in 2006. I saw him in Sweden in 2000. Um, I know him. You know, I know the character. He's, he, he you know, it was all good, he was a bit of a laugh, but obviously he's elevated himself, but there's one thing that he does is he hates Brentford. He hates the stats, he hates what we do. He doesn't understand it, but he takes any opportunity to slag it off. Now what we've said is that, interestingly, because Marcondes is not on his radar. Let's see how this guy does when he comes into the side and see what he does, because we don't know. But at the end of the day is that, you know, he's one of these un, unfounded players. There's players that no one knows about but is it going to be another one of these Hogan's and these Andre Gray's and these Hotters and these other players where no one knows about then everyone's raving about the next day we don't see but the early signs are really good Laney I know you saw the documentary and you were very impressed weren't you
5: I was really impressed actually yeah it was, um, it, was, it, was it was well Well filmed I'm not, I'm not sure how they got away with filming it all because I'm, I'm, I'm sure Brentford um, characters probably would have had a bit a few reservations of having a, a camera shoved in their face while the negotiations of a you know it, it may or may or may not have gone our way transfer deal um, I thought Makondes came out of it particularly well I thought he he wanted to he wanted to transfer for the right reasons I thought Brentford came out of it very well um, you know um, Rasmus Ankerson, is that how you pronounce it it is
3: Ankerson, There's oh, no no other letters thrown in there. Okay, it's no. Rasmus Ankerson, Okay. okay. So um Raz,
5: Rasmus Ankerson, Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've got that. So yeah, he came out of it really well. <laughs> he, he obviously is clearly behind the um, the whole you know Danish revolution that's happening. You know, we we can't we can't ignore how many Danish players we've got in our in our squad now. Um, I thought um, um, Dean Smith came out of it okay. You know, there was there was a time where where Makonda said, "How much do you want? How much do you want me?" And he went, "Well, not a lot until January." And I thought, oh, "I don't, don't really want to say that." Um, I thought Benham came out of it well for turning up. Um, Andy Scott again, he was he was there, sort of, sh- sh- you know, he was highlighting the facts. the facts and uh, the amount of the amount of scouting and the amount of information we had. And the, we we wanted this player not on a hunch. It was it was because it was methodical. Um, there was a, there was a kind of like a really in depth approach to it. So Brentford Football Club came out of it really well. I, I I did look at it and think when they took him to the stadium, what's he going to make of Griffin Park? Uh, you know, and, and he and he and he went in and he kind of said a couple of things. And I'm not sure it looks the most impressive of stadiums from from a young a
3: young foreign player's perspective. But you have to remember, he plays for Norseland, right? And, you know, these yeah. clubs in Denmark, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're on a different level to what we are. And the fact is that, you know, the interesting point that what he said is that the stadium is full every week, um, which isn't 100% true, actually. It's like, you know, it's probably like three quarters full or sort of four fifths all every week. But to them, it's like getting 10,000 crowd, in, I think, every week is quite a big thing. You no, know, I think it's a big
5: thing. And, you know, when I was away last week and I, and I had a chat with a few players from the um, Israeli team, and, you know, one of them had been to Brentford, he was a mate with Andy Goggiers, he was a mate with um, uh, Kirsch Balmer, um, German international, um, youth international, and he said, I've been to Griffin Park, it's a proper stadium, and, and, and it, you know, I, it's got a heart and soul, and I, and I think these things are kind of quite clear to, to players that come and look at our stadium, it's certainly, certainly not the biggest. But it's a certainly a real stadium. So, so the whole documentary is really worth watching. I thought the agent came out of it really well. He wasn't really pushing Marcondes one way or the other. He knew that he was. He was confident that his, his you know, his player was going to get a deal. You know, the the the, the Turkish offer looked well, it well. It seemed to be the most lucrative, but that didn't seem to be on on his radar. Really, he was it was about looking after his dad. Um, and it was about doing the right thing for himself. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a really good ten, fifteen-minute watch, and I recommend everyone
3: to watch it. And I can't wait for him to join. And it's interesting as well because he played. Uh, he was a, he had a real fear because he obviously knew about Bronby, big side in, in in Denmark, and he he kept saying, oh. Bronby want me, I don't know what to do, what's the right thing to do? He called up his dad and he asked his dad what he should do and he just kept on referring to Bronby, Bronby, Bronby all the time. And then his agent said to him, oh, you know, you've got a game on, on on you've got you know, you've got to make a decision. And he's going, I can only think of the Bronby game. The Bronby game's really important to me. You know what I'm saying? So in the end they kind of had to go for this whole thing and make a decision. But obviously in like two or three days they were playing, you know, his team Norgeland were playing Bronby. They played Bromby, and he's like, if I I go for Brentford, Bromby fans are probably going to give me right abuse. You know what I'm saying? But they went there, and and his team actually beat Bromby 3-2, which I thought was actually quite impressive because, uh, you know... They're a big you know, Brumby a big side, you know, big side in, in in Denmark, you know what I'm saying? And also there's other results that yeah, they had as well where I think they played um FC Copenhagen as well, and uh I think they beat them three three nil, I think they yeah, they beat the FC Copenhagen three 0 Everyone knows Copenhagen because they're the biggest side in, in Denmark as well. They played Michelin though as well, but Michelin beat them four three um in their place. So it just kind of shows it's a bit of a ding-dong. They've they've dropped off a little bit, so they're now third in the Superliga, now just going into sort of the Christmas period now, but apparently it's quite a big thing still over there. They're one of the new sides, apparently, in Denmark, so they're one of these new sides, a little bit new money going in, but not not massive, massive history, but he doesn't really care because he's given, been given the opportunity to play football.
5: It's re- I mean, it's really important from a Brentford's perspective that we're, we, are, we are sort of touting and we're, we're signing some of the real raw young talent that's going on around Europe, you know, you know, we've got Neil Morpay, who was, as I said earlier, you know, Senetien's young player of the year, represented his country at every level up until full cap. Then you've got Morcondes. You, you know, we've got Bielend, who's now starting starting to look a fit player now, first time in his Brentford career. And that's not to knock him. You know, he's been injured. So we we're, we're getting some we getting some proper proper talent down at down at Griffith Park. And I, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I'm not I'm not sure. Quite sure how we're pulling it off. You know why? Why would you really want? You know, it's only what it's only by what we've achieved in the last three or four years that these players are coming to us. I'm sure they're not coming to us for any other reason. Why would Neil Morpay want to sign for us over, say, I don't know, you know, the the, the Allard? What, what 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 is it that we're doing right that brings these
0: players to us now? Um, I. I'd like to think it's the setup at the club um I'd like to think it's the people at the club I'd like to think that um the wage structure is sensible which um doesn't always necessarily appeal but 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 possibly in terms of contract and um and and future opportunities I mean I I think that we um we we proven to be this um <clears throat> and you know some sports might might disagree and so where some sports pull their hair out but I, I think the word stepping stones are, uh uh, don't sound great and um and i and i get why people get upset about it but but there co- there comes a point where these players will possibly come to you um because you'll make them better and you'll and you'll potentially put them in the shop window for something really big and 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 i think you know that i think possibly they can see that and um and i think it's something that although it becomes incredibly frustrating when if the players do move on but i i i think it becomes a way of sort of you know getting young talent into the club and and um, and so far it's 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 worked for us and so, and i so think i think it's i think i don't think we have any other options but to keep going this way so although it wasn't shown on
5: on the on the documentary you think that there was a conversation that happened during that 48 hour period where someone had said to you Brentford Football Club aren't going to pay you your £40,000 a week but you'll come to us and you won't sit on the bench and you will if you continue to be as good a player as you've been so far it's, You know, your hard work will probably earn you a big gig with a lower premiership club or a, a top championship club who will pay you 40 grand a week so you're better off coming to us and being in really the shop window than going elsewhere and sitting on the bench and probably wasting three
0: or four years yeah I, I... I d Doesn't that have to be a selling point? I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I I know it's not. You know, I know there's people that think we should be building this sort of um, squad that will play for us for ten years. But football, especially for clubs like us, doesn't work that way. Um, and um, you know, I think that I, I I'm pretty sure it's a message that we put out there. Either either you know we say it or or it's a little bit more subtle. But I I think I. I think they get that message and it's interesting as well I mean
3: you talk about a sort of selling side it's what I thought was really interesting the agent one of the things that he made sure that he did he was a really cool agent but one thing that he made sure he did is he looked made sure that he looked for the Premier League clause so he's like going where is the Premier League clause in this contract? You know what I'm saying? And he dug it out and he made sure he found it because obviously if Brent forget get the Premier League, his he, he's, his 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 player is going to be getting an extra bonus right. if they get the Premier League. So him, that was very important. Obviously, from our point of view, it's like nice to think that you're actually kind of thinking positively. Obviously, if he don't get the Premier League, then he doesn't get paid, so it doesn't really matter to anybody. So at the end of the day, if we're going to be getting 150 million, you might as well kind of you know make sure that people are, are, are repaid on that one. And then and, and but I thought that was quite interesting it seemed to be a really nice fit you know there was it was a decent player
5: that was kind of like um looking to be loved and then there was a, a, a an agent that really wasn't trying to get a deal at any price for his client and then there was a club that was you know trying to trying to get a, a you know a great great talent and and to bring them in and um I, it just seemed a really right fit and I, I don't know how many kind of I don't know how many of those players you can you can find I don't know how what a rare breed they are but you know it
3: It, it all bodes well and, and just one, one other interesting point is that Dean Smith is, uh, I mean again Tristan it's like you know It's one of those things where you've put yourselves on a little bit of a kind of, not a pedestal, but you've put yourself out there where one of his selling points was to Markundes is that, you you know, we're going to be a toxic side by Christmas. So by the time you come in at Christmas, we'll be a toxic side. So that kind of, some people might say that shows where we've set our barometer. The other argument is that, you know, if you're going to be trying to sell a play, you're not going to tell him, "Well, we're going to be a, we're going to be twentieth in the league." You need to come to us, so that's our selling point for that. But you can see where it is, where Brentford are probably thinking at that time. Tell you something: if we can get there or thereabouts, at the end of the day, what we're tenth or eleventh at the moment now. Yeah, we be true to Burton, but at the end of the day, we're only probably two points away from being on the edge of the playoffs now. So if you get another little run on, you know, you're you're on the edge of the playoffs. Three three wins in a row, you're probably very. you're probably very very close to the playoffs, right? Very, you know. So we're going to be there you know we could be there 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 about christmas then marcondes comes in and you never know because i mean he's scoring goals but he he might have to go on the bench for a little bit and acclimatize but, but he might hit the floor running and they said to me we want you to hit the floor running but he can only hit the floor running as much as he can do if he knows the league but if he hit the floor running and all of a sudden he's scoring six goals in the first his first three games it's a different story altogether very very disappointed they didn't say there's a pub on every corner
5: you get one chance to sell this club
3: and no one said there's a pub on every corner and I'm, I'm gutted gutted listen there's a pub on every corner we know that but at the end of the day we're in a pub we're at the Cross Keys in Stamford Brook and there's a little bit of um, courting going on as date, they call it date,
0: date update Bill date a, update. yeah we have to give a little bit of a date
3: update <laughs> and, <laughs> and
0: <laughs> Barry
1: Barry Barry, Barry Ashby
3: This is for the older lot out there You know about the Barry Ashby blind date thing But listen, there's been a blind date going on over the moment here But I'll tell you something I think that besotted Pride of West London podcast We might actually have to go and, First marriage Yeah, we might have to just take a little bit of a walk And see if everything is all good <laughs> So this is the listen, listen podcast, and you know, as you know, there's been all sorts of activity going on. We're in the the, the Cross Keys in Hammersmith, absolutely teeth and tremendous pub, and there's a bit been a little bit of Tinder action going on. We believe, you know, there's been a couple that have met, and uh, they're really good. But we're going to try and see if they're going to come onto the podcast, so we're going to have a little we're have a little chat with them today. So, so excuse me, hello, we're doing the podcast today, and we want to say that you know, do you know anything about Brentford Football Club at all? No.
6: Nothing at all,
3: no. No, sorry. Do you, no. Do you know Brentford Football Club at all? No, not at all. So listen, listen, what we're doing is we're talking about them because basically you're West London, we're West London as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're West London as well. And we think that um, we, 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 tr- we like to bring up the area and talk about how great it is, all the things in the area, including Brentford Football Club. And we, we'd like you to come down, you know, if you'd like to come down there because it's an absolutely brilliant place. It's a fantastic. People come down there and, and they'll accept you as part of the community and especially as, as, a, as, as a couple and everything like that. And i just wondering, is this is your first date?
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay,
3: and how's, how's it going? No? It's, 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 how's it going? Is it not too bad? Yeah, it's fine. It's, fine. it's, it's fine. good. Listen, I tell you something. I mean, look, we're not trying to intrude or anything like that because at the end of the day, we're talking about football here and, you know, we, we don't talk about this. But what we want to do is that we will trying to include you to make sure that you come down to the mighty, mighty bees because you will really, really enjoy it. And if you, would you like to accept our hospitality and come down maybe in a couple of weeks' time?
6: You know what? It sounds tempting, but I've got to be honest with you, I'm a rugby fan. I don't really watch football. I hate to say it, but it's it's true. I'm not
4: not into football at all. I'm really sorry.
3: Okay, that's not a problem. I'm just asking. you. obviously, you've got your date here as well. But if she said that she was into football, she wanted to go. Would you would you go? I mean, you into football? You're not not at all. No, no. Okay, so listen, listen, listen. It's not a problem at all. But listen, this is the mighty this is the besotted pride of West London podcast. Anytime you want to come to, like, we'll give you a number. You can come down here. Um, I'm hoping that you, everything goes well tonight, and 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 we, we, we're giving you a best of best of luck. Is it all good? It was good. Yeah. It was good. Okay. Enjoy yourselves tonight. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, it's quite an interesting situation here with, uh, the characters, uh, the rugby man. He wasn't interested in coming out of Brentford, so, um. So fuck But, yeah, it. <laughs> that's all right. It's just all good, but, um i think the date's going well tonight and uh, which is all good yeah and it's um which is all good yeah it's all it's all, it's all over yeah they're, they're chuckling away in the corner there but listen 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 we like to try and bring people together we tried our hardest to get them down to griffin park tonight um not tonight but today we offered our handout just said this is part of the community um, you know listen at the end of the day if you rugby you, you know, can't be close minded you think actually tell you something this is quite a good opportunity here um, you know which is all good but listen anyway this is the besotted pride of West London Tinder uh, collecting massive Monday QPR big game we need to speak to somebody about QPR so let's go over to the QPR podcast massive and see what's going down so not Saturday, but we're talking about Monday because Sky TV have decided that we are the big game for a Monday night. So they moved up to Monday, so we're chilling out on Saturday. But Monday we have the big game, QPR away. Brentford fans, 2,000 of them are going to be going down to Queen's Park Rangers to see whether or not we can get ourselves back on track against the Rangers. QPR played Derby last night. And they were even less successful than we are in getting points. Zero points against the Derby team. So uh, they need to get themselves back on track. Brentford, Burton on Tuesday night. Terrible, terrible game. And we only got a point there. But at the end of the day, listen, forget. Form goes out the window. Because when we play Rangers, it's a different scenario altogether. So what's been going on in the Rangers world, well, we've got no idea. But we thought we'll talk to the man from the QPR
6: podcast, the Finney man. Paul Finney, how are you doing? I like that, the fitting man. That's got a ring to it. It's, it's better what Brentford Farnley normally call me, but there you go. You all
3: right? It. Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. How are you doing? Last time we saw you, you were drinking lots of pints with us in a podcast a year ago now, and I wow. can't believe how time's gone so fast because, uh, well, we gave you a good bashing that time, didn't we?
6: <laughs> how we all laughed. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but it's yeah, all good.
3: But listen, the Finny band, listen, that's all in the past now because at the end of the day, it's, it's a different day. On, on Monday, it's, it's an even playing field again, and, and, and anyone wins, you know, isn't it? First past the post and all that.
6: Well, yeah. I mean, our problem is that we're not scoring enough goals and we're letting too many in. So yeah, and I, I went to Derby last night, and that was that wasn't the best. And um, yeah, so. Well, what way to re- resurrect ourselves and to do an almost Moses-like magnificent race, like a phoenix from the flame and, and beat Brentford? Um, because we really, really don't want to get tanked by you lot again. It's just getting embarrassing. No, and it isn't. And I'm just going to come back to this, because you talked about getting tanked by Brentford. I mean, I know we played you in the cup, which you might have
3: said was a inconsequential cup, the, uh, the league cup or the caribou cup, as they call it, a bit early in the season. But we gave you a right good smashing in that game. Now...
6: You weren't expecting that, were you? Um, <laughs> I listen. I've been a bit of QPR fan. So you never know what to expect—good, bad, and different. tanks in the League Cup, yeah, we do expect to lose every single cup match and probably get tanked along the way. But don't forget, we lost to a car plant in the FA Cup years ago. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, it was it was two B sides, really, wasn't it? A mixed match, and you know both sides whatever. But you should never look, lose to rivals. In West London, even though you're technically a Middlesex, I'm sure you've heard that one millions of times. Yeah. That badly. That's so, and it hurts to keep losing to Brentford and Fulham the way, and the man that we do, really hurts. And uh, yeah. we want no more pain, we just want glory. Which will probably okay. be the first three minutes, and after that we'll probably just panic. All right, okay, well, listen, We're well, no more panic
3: anyway, because I'm sitting
6: in the pub here in the Frost Keys
3: in Stanford Brook, and we're having a right laugh. Actually, there's all sorts of Tinder action going on in the corner there, which we're going to go and check out. We've checked out as ready. There's beforehand. a what? Oh, there's a little bit of a Tinder date going on, which we've been monitoring, you know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go into that how anyway. Does that, how, does, how,
6: does that, how does that work?
3: I don't, I mean, listen, you need to, you know, listen, you need to put a tweet out and let everybody on your listeners on the, what's it the QPR podcast uh, tweet, they will let you know, just put a tweet out to them guys and they'll let you know exactly how that works, but we've monitored it here and we we're going to be chatting to, we've been chatting to them and uh, we're bringing them on the podcast actually in a little bit, so if you listen to this whole podcast, you QPR fans <laughs> of any man, you will hear that, but anyway, what is Brilliant. more important, because we need to know what is going on in the QPR world, so, we have a little section here, as we call it, and it's going to be called Ask Finney. And Ask Finny, I'm going to Laney, Laney, Ask Finney.
5: Hello, Finney. Can,
3: can I You're, can I ask you Can I ask you a question?
6: You can ask whatever you want, as long as it's nothing to do with Tinder. I'm grand. He's uh, you know, grinder. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, um, so, so, Jake Bidwell. Yeah. Did you bid well? <laughs> hey, have you worked on that all day? Because that's I've yeah, had a Wait, 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 working that one out. You, you, so, you've had a couple of seasons, is. really, but that's not bad. Um, yeah, what was he like at Brentford? Better than he is at QPR. <laughs> hey. Yeah, he's, he's not having the best of seasons, to be fair. But then his you know, heart, his heart's not in it. If I'm,
5: if I'm being fair, I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not, I know him well enough. He didn't want to go there. He's only going there for the
6: money. He does he he's got he doesn't he doesn't care for your heritage or anything. I reckon I mean I I, I can't imagine many footballers sit down these days and have a, a history lesson on whatever club they join, but yeah, that, but yeah. I mean he listen, I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but if he went in January in and, and, and I don't think people are gonna be waving hankies, that's for sure. No. Okay, well
5: I mean I, you know, we we he was part of he was part of our promotion, he, 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 he will always have a special place, but um, he's, he's tarnished himself by going, by going there, if I'm honest with you, but um, I'll see you, I'll, I'll see, yeah, tarnished, uh, I'll, 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 I will see you on Monday, we'll have a drink, and um, let's, let's let, let the um, best team win, it's going to be us, introduce, <laughs> oh, it's,
6: it's
5: the Allard, the Allard, I
6: like that, That's Alan, oh, mate, how are you? I'm the bad big man yourself. Yeah,
0: right, the Finney. But I know him as Paul. We we met, we've had beers, but all right, the Finny. Finny, our Finny. Um, so I'm liking this the Finny thing. It's
6: it's kind of a bit American football style, isn't it? Yeah, kind of a,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, good. it's good. Weird. Yeah. So we just we've just spoken about um, um Jake Bidwell. He's obviously um I've I've got no idea what has been said, but a, a big misfit at QPR. Um, so I'm going to ask you. And we did this recently about Brentford players. Who's the biggest misfit? that QPR have ever signed. And when I say misfit, it doesn't have to be a rubbish play. it just needs to be somebody that probably was good, but signed for you and was a misfit, and then he went somewhere else and was probably good too. Well, the the, the one that springs to mind, obviously,
6: which didn't start well, many years ago, we signed Mark Hitley, who came on... Oh, yes, to, I like this. To yeah. say, but the, the night he signed, he was introduced to the crowd at halftime on crutches. And... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> It never got much better than that, to be fair. So, yeah, he's probably the biggest misfit for the fact that he was an arrogant git. He was awful. And, um, I've seen snails run faster than him. And he was rubbish. And then when he did score, he did that thing where he put his hand up to his ear and said, Look at me, I'm great. And he wasn't, he was absolutely shite. Um,
0: so yeah, he, he was probably the worst. And you said he wasn't very fast, but what about what about him v. Mark Falco in a sort of a, 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 a 100 metre running race? Who who would win? Uh, yeah, but you see, the thing about Falco is that he would, like, it was deadly from 50 yards and
6: crap from three yards. So he didn't have to run into space. He could just fully it from anywhere. So Mark was absolutely superb for us. But the likes of Steve Slade, Kately, Basingworth, and the Gits down the road, you know, they just came to our club, took the money, and made it a lot worse. That was really annoying. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, and I, I, I,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna slightly diverge here with my mm-hmm. ask one more ask, Finny. Is that all right, Bill? I'm allowed one more. Um, okay, go ahead, Finny, Finny. we know, I know you. You know you follow Northern Ireland over all over the place. Um, no way. Is he gonna stay or is he gonna go? Will he stay or will he go? Who? Now who? Michael <laughs> O'Neill.
6: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, as long as he doesn't go to Scotland, that'd just be too cruel and too hard to take, and it would probably involve me having to cry for a week. Now, I went, I went out to Switzerland and it was brilliant, but that will probably not happen to us for another 40 years. Um, now, hopefully he'll stay. I mean, apparently the, the Scottish FFA Are going to double his money, but then, you know, the fact is that they won't qualify for things. he's better stay than Belfast, and we'd
0: be much better um, Ulster Fries than they could even dream of. Nice one. Nice one, mate. Well, good luck with that. And um, um, so good luck with your other team. Obviously, no good luck with your, with your club team. I'll hand you back to Billy.
6: <laughs>
3: You're good, good man. I'll see you Monday.
0: Yes, indeed,
3: the Finney man, yes. So, listen, the question I'm going to ask you as well, the Finney man, I'll just throw it in there. Listen, Martin Rowlands, he's been known to kiss his badge, mate. He come running over and he kisses his badge, you know, whatever Race. team is at, you know, Race. no loyalty, Race. whatever. Just badge kissing, Orient, Brentford, QPR. Give something, would you, how, how much do you love kissing your badge and do you think it's something that the QPR players should be doing? Oof.
0: That's a good
6: question. I, I'm not really into that. I mean, the only one I really liked was when Clint Hill was abused by the Brentford fan and Clint Hill kissed the badge about one inch away from the luxury. I like I like that one. I did like that one. Um, as long as they score goals, I don't. I footballers will kiss any badge as long as they're paired, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, i I don't know. I'm not. I'd rather just scored goals and just celebrate it and didn't get a badge. I don't really care, actually. If I'm being honest. Well, okay. So listen. Right. So coming back to Monday night, the Finney This is a big one for us. And listen.
3: Can I ask you a
6: question? By the way. Yes, you we... can ask me a question. The Finney men. What's, what's the new badge about? I'm talking about badges. Your, the, your new new badge. Badge. Yeah, the new brimpa badge. Yeah. What's that about?
3: it's a bee it's a big bee with uh, not enough legs on it, unfortunately, so there's been a big debate about the legs and we, we we're trying to get a few more legs on the bee but there's not enough legs on that bee and uh, it was one that was kind of put to the supporters i have to say, probably after it was decided that that was going to be the badge, so we had probably little say in what the badge was going to be about but um taking it from the marketing perspective and I'm not trying to be species bad, I'm just saying to you this is good of view. Um, we wanted a slightly less cluttered badge, which actually reflected what Brentford was about. It was about the B, and it had Brentford FC, and that was kind of the score. So it's big B, big Brentford FC, and if you look at it everywhere, you could see big B, big Brentford FC, and it looks good on big posters, small posters, on your kit, you know, wherever else that you know exactly what it was. Whereas the old badge, the feeling was, and not a lot of people believe this, because the people have got their thoughts when you've got an older badge, you kind of you know, you, you feel for that badge and you're tied into it. But the feeling was that the older badge is much too cluttered and there's too many messages. But there's BB, Brentford SC is one message. And um, after a couple of years, a year or two or three or five years, people won't even notice the difference. And that is the, the marketing point of view. I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just letting you know what the vibe
6: you're not, was. You, you're not dwarfing into Barnet. Uh, well, no, Parnacle was the fake bees. So to be
3: partners honest with you, they should have had a, a, a bee in sheep's clothing. So what it should have been is like a sheep, and then you see a bee underneath there. Because they're not real bees, they're actually the fake bees. We are the real bees. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's a hunting yeah. trap. Yes, indeed, indeed. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, listen. Go on. Monday, big game. This is massive. the most important thing. It's a massive game. And you guys, to be quite honest with you, you've struggled a little bit beating the mighty, mighty bees over the past few years. I don't think you've beaten us for about 145 years,
6: have you? But we won't go into that. West
3: London's still loud. Yeah, West London is too loud, I, I, apparently. I vaguely,
6: I, I vaguely remember <laughs> a 3-0 one, but never mind, carry on.
3: Yes, okay, okay. I, again, you need, you need to get some sort of, sort of memory recall
6: kind of, uh, um,
3: pay for the memory recall classes for that one. But the Finny Bam. On. Uh, on Monday. What do you reckon? How do you reckon this game is gonna go? Do you think it's gonna be a bit of a ding dong or do you think that
6: um the bees are gonna do it again? <laughs> uh be quiet. <laughs> uh, there's another one for you. No, I think I think we've got we've got no choice but to go for it. I don't think I think if we lose against you guys again at home, it will be toxic, it will be horrible, and it will not be a nice um Feeling for anyone, so we've got to sort ourselves out. We've got to put up a good performance. We we've done Sheffield you know, we've done Wolves, and um, you know we gave Villa a run for the money in the first half on Saturday. So we'll we'll have to get back to that sort of home form and um, get some pride back in them hoops because you can't keep letting people get the upper hand in local derbies. It's, it's just our, our record in derbies is absolutely shocking, and we've got to, we've got to start fighting for the shirt, fighting for some pride, and restore ourselves. And,
3: and, and, Ian Holloway, I mean, I've got to say this as well, because we're quite, we're quite bad when it comes to a scenario where, um, uh, managers fall. Redford are quite good in actually seeing managers fall. So at the end of the day, like, got, I think, um, Hasselbank, you know, he, he left a couple of games after we, we did you. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 you know, I think his uh, we,
6: Ramsey went as well.
3: Yeah, Ramsey as well. So we're quite good in playing teams. And the next minute we know that the manager will go down. Do you think what's going to happen is that this is a bit of a kind of Holloway is thinking, listen, I can't lose the prince because if I do, I'm going to be in a right predicament.
6: I don't think he'll be sacked, whatever happens, no. Yes. So, no, I don't think the, I don't think the QPR are in a position to be sacked at anyone at the moment, because there's so many things going on at the club behind the scenes and what they're trying to do, re- reinvent themselves and get away from this, spending money and going nowhere. So we're not going to spend money type thing, so I'd I'd be amazed if they sacked anyway, even if we lost a massive amount on, on Monday I don't think it's on the cards I think he's got until at least the end of this season I'll be amazed if they okay. second before then I'll let okay. the relegation zone okay, so I'm going to ask Finney give us a full prediction <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my, my neck in the line and say uh, 3-0 Rangers because we, yeah. we, we need a big performance we need to get out there and we need to put you guys back in your place The Finney Man, 3-0 to the QPR. Listen,
3: we're going to come back and we're going to have a little thought from our point of view what we're going to think it says. But listen, the Finney Man, Monday. We'll see you for a beer before the game. We'll have a good Good laugh. We'll have a good chat. And uh, we'll take it from there. And uh, as we say, come on your bees.
6: And uh, good luck with your Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a look. Just check in a bit later, mate. All right, all good. All right, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Take care of yourselves, lads. Yes,
3: the Finney Man he's not quite sure what's going on there he's a little bit nervous but he needs the result they need the result of course we need the result as well but at the end of the day we've got the upper hand because we've had so many results against QBR even if we lost this time we'd still be, we'd still be West London is still ours isn't it it's still, ours. They're still they're ours, ours you know what I'm saying which is all good but that's not going to happen because listen we, we're, we're potty for it on Saturday but before we say that as well just a couple of other things as well end of season social Besotted Bride of West London bees up in the brewery Fuller's Brewery Tell you something, absolutely teeth tremendous. We've got Kevin O'Connor, King Kev O'Connor. We've got big Bob Taylor. We've got Marcus Gale down there as well. Plus, we've got other guests as well we'll be announcing very soon. Complimentary beer, as we you mean, say.
5: You mean Christmas? You said on the end of season. We, you mean Christmas?
3: I do mean Christmas as well. I was thinking towards the end of the season, but this is not the end of the season at all. This is our Christmas booze up in the Fuller's Brewery. As well, like I said to you, we got some booze. We've got some complimentary booze as well. As well, which is part of the package for Fuller's and Besotted, we're going to give to the fans who come to this one. So it's going to be a right laugh as well. Plus, we've got entertainment. We've got all sorts of stuff going on. Last season was wicked. Right laugh. Tickets were went on sale last week. They flew out, but there's still some. Just go to the besotted.com website. See the besotted social link just click on it and you can go and buy a ticket and it's all good It'd be great grace and not so tell you something talking about end of season and this is the reason why i had it on my head we've actually already we've already got a big massive massive guest for the end of season social which is going to be on the 4th of may huge huge guest it's going to be a right laugh and we're going to build upon that as well so we've got a few months to do that so that's going to be all good and we uh, we can't say who it is because you know we're just going to keep it down you know don't forget to subscribe and comment on iTunes and all these other platforms as well, because if you subscribe and you put on there and you comment, we'll give you a bit of a shout out. But let's just go back to the match, QBR match, because we spoke to the Finney man. The Finney man said 3-0 to QBR. We're not quite sure about that one, because we need to go there and get a result. We've had a couple of stinky results, but we need to turn it back around. And I'm thinking after the last time, not the last time, but the time before we went to QBR, and we embarrassed ourselves, to be quite honest with you. QBR smashed us off the park, well, on the goals front anyway, and uh, the fans were very unhappy. But after that, we turned it around and we probably didn't lose another game after that. And I not think Dean Smith and the players realised how important it is to beat QBR. Do you think they're going to be up for this one, Laney?
5: Yes. Um, f- for whatever reason, they weren't at the races at all against Burton last night. And they're tired, apparently. Yeah, whatever. You know, It's... It, it, it probably, I don't, I don't think it's excusable. I, I, I think they were guilty last night of um, assuming that they would just win by turning up, and you know, that's that's not the Brentford that I know. The Brentford I know is that they, you know, you just, you're just respectful of who turns up, and you, you have to go and outplay them. We we didn't do that last night. We we did outplay them in in certain respects. We were the better team, but you know, it, it just end up in chances. QPR different kettle of fish. Um, we will go to Loftus Road. We've won the last two games there. Um, I, I don't see any reason why we won't win the third. I'm glad we're playing QPR, not Fulham. Fulham obviously went to Bramwell Lane last night and did a remarkable job winning 5-4 five, five, or whatever it was, or however it ended up there. Um, that just, just like incredible. So we, d- we don't want to be beating them yet. But
3: saying that, they obviously didn't go to Bramwell Lane to park the bus, did they? No, they didn't, you know. And
5: we've we've said this, and we know this, you know. If you if you play Brentford at football, we'll we'll match anyone in this division. If if you know, sometimes we we get out tacticked and we got out tactic last night against yeah, Burn. Against Burn, Ian Holloway, he he gave it the un before the um before the, the the whatever the cup it is this year, the Caribou Cup, mm. and 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 he got he got rumbled, and. I have got a feeling we, we, we are we are a very 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 good footballing team on our day. We will play it at our best on on Monday night. We will beat them. we, 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 we I'm not I'm not going to give it the big one and say we're going to do them three or four or whatever. Well, well um, then to give us a score prediction then. Um, one or one or probably two, one no. two
3: one Brentford two one Brentford two yeah. one Brentford. You yeah, So, so, so uh, two one to Brentford from the lady man, the Allard keep the art. are you as confident as Laney or do you think we might have to sort of read it back a bit
0: um I I worry about these sort of runs of results um I know it's a, I know it's that, um, I can feel Laney looking at me glaring at me as I as I say it but um it does you know Jimmy Mack will be shouting at the um as if we don't mention it um and is this the downwards is this sort of the downward spiral again? And um, what I'd really like to see is actually this is the beginning of of, of where we don't see runs of results because we got two big games coming up, and um, and I I would really hope we take at least four, if not six points from them. So you're, um,
5: su- you're superstitious.
0: Yeah. No, it's not superstitious. It's just um, it's just that, that that's the way it's been. But but there's but there's a bit of me that thinks I think we we just need to break it, and I'm I'm going to say we will break it. Um, I think we've gone to QPR in terrible form before, and we've been, you know, taken apart there. And we've got, but we've gone there in bad form before, and we've and we've won um, two 0 So I I, I, th- I would say we're in kind of you know uh-huh. average form at the moment. We're not True. really sure where we are. Um, I think no no no. I think I think we can sneak it. I but I think it, I think it'll be tight. Um, I was going to say two one, but I think that's already gone. So I'll no, go. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll allow me? you. Yeah, I'm allow I'll allow you. Yeah. OK, I will. yeah, 2-1 then. 2-1 oh. B. So just two 2-1s so two two here as well.
3: And for me, keep the art. Listen, we've, we had a bad day at the office against Burton. Um, can't if it could have gone either way. But we know that we're good. And also, I think Dean Smith has learned from his mistakes as well, as it is. And he knows that he needs to flip it up. We've had a longer break than we would have done. So I think that we're going to be coming up fresh and we're coming up potty for it. The, the one fear that I do have is who's going to be the player that's going to be going... We need to like we need to give it to these lot. We need to absolutely hammer these lot because, to be fair to Harley Dean, with all his positives and his negatives, Harley Dean would have gone out there and beforehand he would have said, "Keep art, we need to smash them off the park." And he knows that against Fulham and everything like that, he knows that kind of situation. Um, but today uh, on, on Monday, I don't know if Egan's going to be giving that because we were talking about Egan the other day. He's a captain. But is he a vocal captain? Is he the leader? Is he the absolute kind of like, come on, let's have potty for it? Because we need a real potty for it person who's going to be going out there. And I, I have to admit, it might be Woodsy. Maybe it's Woodsy, but Woodsy isn't the captain. But we need somebody to go out there and say... We can't be leasing to this on Saturday. Uh, on Mon- I keep saying Saturday because we're so used to it. But it's on a Monday. But for me, I'm thinking it's got to be. I want to go two-one as well. Uh, but I can't do. I'm actually going to say that we're not going to let in a goal, which is probably quite unusual for us away from home. Two-nil to the mighty Mighty Bees. So take me back to that hotel room in Denmark. So, so anyway, listen. We're we, we, we moving on from that. Listen, <laughs> listen. This this is the besotted pride of West London podcast. Listen. He's talking about Denmark and Marcondes and we've got a full Danish team, you know what I'm saying, and all that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying, we've, we've got all that stuff, we're Pride of West London podcast, we've got a big game on Monday, keep your ROI, we're going up there and hopefully we'll be able to get ourselves back on track we probably need to win two or three games we'll probably be back there right in the reckoning this is a mad mad league i know birmingham city and i know we don't keep track of birmingham city but everyone talks about it is that birmingham city was playing tonight as well and how did birmingham city get on you know i'm saying because i know they were they were losing two 0 and i know that um there was a comment from somebody saying that the second goal was absolutely there's an absolute scenario of the second goal where they flipped it into the area and the birmingham defense was all over the gaff apparently so uh <laughs> yeah, you n- know, so they lost oh. two nil as well. Birmingham City, you know, and it's, <laughs> we keep talking about keep your arm We talk about Fulham, but Birmingham City has always been there in the mixer for us, and we're looking out for their results. So at the end of the day, listen, you know, do you
5: still like Birmingham City?
3: I'm not particularly happy with Birmingham City. I have some good Birmingham City friends, I have to say. You know, we've got the All For You. We've got, you know, the, the characters that we went Davo. down to see there. We've got Davo, who's a good mate as well. And, you know, we've got all the other characters as well. Oh, we've got, me. you know, and, <laughs> and we've got, yeah, <laughs> we've got, you know, we've got Mickey Singh, you know, we, you know we've got them as well. You know, who, who good guys that came down there. They let us into their pub. They're lovely, lovely people, Birmingham City fans. However, Birmingham City is a team. Not happy with Birmingham City. We're very happy that they lost today as well. And, you know, for whatever season. But anyway, we'll come back to our game. Because on Monday night, we're playing QPR. Fingers crossed we're going to play BPR. Fingers crossed we're going to beat QPR. But at the end of the day, tell you something, there's love in the air. In the corner there, because even though we went over there, everything there everything everything the but listen, but you know, even though we went over there, we could have wrecked it. We could have wrecked the situation, but I think that we've actually augmented the scenario, and I think it's gone up to another level because we can see there's looking in the eyes, there's hand holding and everything going on. You know, what I'm saying no. there's candles burning. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. I'm not sure that. I think you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is all good, but listen, this Pride West London podcast, we keep the hours coming and we we're all party for it, and this is going to be this is going to absolutely mess their tinder in the corner there at the cross keys in Boot as we say
4: come on you say <laughs> away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's